Welcome, and thank you for listening today. This Caregiver Life podcast focuses on caregivers from all walks of life. Throughout the episode, we will hear from caregivers on the front line, those who do the day-to-day, sometimes hour-to-hour caregiving. We will also hear from care recipients, professionals in the field of caregiving, and other various topics of interest to those living this caregiver life. Hi, Jen. Hi, Mayor. What are you up to? Oh, oh my gosh, Mayor. I've gotten myself into a pickle. With what? Well, I've overextended my capacity for responsibility. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. It's really hard to do. I'm better at it now. I have more boundaries than I ever had before. Um, But, you know, I mean, think about it. It's taken a long time to get there. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have immediate boundaries. Like I do know some people who, who can boundary, like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) I don't think I'm very good at it. I really, really like to help people. And I really, I, I like to see myself being successful at things. And so I'm professionally, I need to say no more. We talked about that personally. I've gotten really pretty good at it. And I've even gotten pretty good at advocating for myself. You know, you just heard me advocate for myself on the phone. I did. Yes. And even though you did feel, you felt like crying, you didn't. Yeah. And I'll just tell you our listeners what's going on. And you were <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to get through this. And I'm not giving you the satisfaction of a cry. I'll, I'll tell our listeners a little bit about what's going on. So um, for those of you that might remember a couple of years ago, I actually was diagnosed with glaucoma unexpectedly. I was just discovered during a routine um, optometry visit. I had put optometry off for several years, but my, my, my prescription was getting old and I found myself really, really needing glasses. And then I, what a shock to find out that I had glaucoma. And so then I had to have surgery on both of my eyes and my glaucoma is stable. So it's not getting any worse. The pressure is stabilized. But um, my vision has deteriorated a lot. And unfortunately, my glasses that I got a few years ago aren't working really anymore. And it's um, affecting my productivity. It's, It's starting to affect my mood. I'm feeling like I can't get everything done. And I found out some terrible news. What was the news? Because that is so hard. Like, I so relate to the story. Remember when I broke my glasses in the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah, we didn't even know what you were going to do. Like, were you, you can't live without glasses. You can't take care of Tom. I mean, <laughs> you can't be blind. I can't do it. And I cried. You did cry. Well, and I, I was on the verge of crying today. I'm actually glad that you were kind of with me while I was making the phone call because I found out by an email that my optometrist office is remodeling. And that's great. I really want them to enjoy their workspace, but I need my glasses. And they were ordered a couple of weeks ago. And apparently there's a big back order because of COVID and the lab and blah, blah, blah. My glasses aren't going to come until during the optometrist remodeling shutdown. And they're progressive lenses, right? Yeah. So I wear them all my waking hours. I, I need them for every single thing. And I really cannot read without them. I cannot see to do really anything without them. And I called this morning. I was the first person to call when they opened at like 7.59 and I explained my situation. They were going to call the lab and see if they could move up my script 
or if they could have the glasses shipped to my house because they're going to be closed for several weeks. Oh. And I know. So I didn't get a call back all day and I didn't realize it. I'm so, so covered up with all these responsibilities that I didn't realize it until you and I were talking and it has been all day and no call back. And I'm just really frustrated by that. So I called and I got voicemail. But you did good though. Well, I appreciate that. You may have heard a twinge of anger in my voice and maybe some of our listeners can relate to this, but sometimes when I feel really emotional, like I'm going to cry, I go to anger instead. And so I got really firm with them and said, listen, I need to know if you're going to get my glasses here before you close or if they're going to ship to my house or how you're going to get me my $700 back because I'm going to get glasses from somewhere and I'm not waiting until October 9th, until October 29th, I mean. I was so proud of you. (laughs) <laughs> for, for advocating for yourself because that's really a tough thing to do it's it's really believe it or not and i you know i don't know like if everybody who's listening to our podcast can relate to this but it's very difficult to be a really good strong solid advocate for yourself you know i can be that for anybody else like in a minute but like to be that for myself is i have to really do a lot of self-talk for that to get myself in that mode yeah, and I there should be some kind of a service. I know there are like I know there are life coaches. I know my brother has a life coach. I know there are coaching services, but honestly, there needs to almost be like a caregiver coaching service to be like, okay, what are the things that you need to do for you? Okay, let's make a to do list. All right, now you're gonna call, and on the phone call, you're gonna say X, Y, and Z, because <laughs> that's what you and I do for each other. But maybe we should do a workshop, an online workshop, sometime for caregivers, and just run through some scenarios. I mean, I've got a couple of other scenarios going on, you know, right now. And I find myself sometimes a much better advocate for my care recipient, for my brother, than I am for myself. Oh, we can do that for sure. I love that idea. And, you know, um, we could employ motivational interviewing as well. That Mm. was such a good podcast. And, you know, maybe she's, so I'm supposed to sign in and do that motivational interviewing webinar tomorrow, but I don't really know that that's going to happen. Um, I am excited about that because it's really, um, if for our listeners who might remember that episode, you know, that's a skill that anybody can use at any time. Are you going to be on that tomorrow? I'm hoping to, of course, you know, I have meeting after meeting after meeting, which kind of goes back to that first, um, the, the top of this show, when I said I've overextended my, myself, I've, I've stretched myself too thin when it comes to responsibilities. I know. And it's at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. I don't know that I will be cause, so I'll just be completely honest about this. It'll, it'll bust into my workout time and I'm really having a difficult time uh, getting myself organized lately. I tried to change my schedule. Mm. I told you that the other day. I'm trying to change my schedule so I can get more photography in. And that's something we don't talk about a lot on this podcast is what we do in addition to being caregivers or on the same plane as being a caregiver, really. Like I so photography is not just my love, but you know, I earned some money with photography and I've had a lot of interest in photographs and I've had a whole bunch of them purchased recently. And I really, it's such a calling for me to go out and do that. But if I miss the morning light, there's really not like, there's nothing quite like the morning light as a photographer, just bottom line. 
but I'm usually working out during that time. I can't do both. I can't be working out and do photography. So I tried to change my schedule, work out a little bit later and do photography earlier. And it's just not working. Something's got to give and I don't really know what, but so tomorrow I didn't work out today. Um, because I had a lot of caregiving things come into play. And so now I haven't worked out for two days and that's hard for me. It's because it's, it's important. It's as important for me as breathing sometimes to do that. It's the one thing I really do give myself in terms of self-care, right? So if we think about self-care, it's taking care of the physical part of ourselves, really. And it's the one really important thing that I've embraced in my life in the last year and a half. It's so I don't know. I guess I'm saying I'm not going to do motivational interview, which is the boundaries, right? I'm hoping maybe there's a replay. I did register for it. And I think, you know, we, we share a lot of great resources and a lot of wonderful opportunities, both on this podcast and on our social media. And we want you to engage with those, but we also respect that sometimes you won't be able to. Sometimes it may be a week before you can listen to that replay. Um, and, you know, if you do what you can, what I'm realizing is that um, kind of like you, I've got to make some difficult choices. Some of them are going to involve money. Um, that's always hard as a caregiver, especially, you know, I didn't earn money for a long time because of my caregiving. I didn't earn a living wage. And, you know, now trying to make a decision that will cut my income is a difficult one. And I, um, I'm just going to go with my heart. And for those who are listening and you're thinking about making a nuts and bolts decision, you know, it's not always nuts and bolts. Sometimes it's touchy feely. Sometimes it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sometimes there's no really, uh, there's no like beacon, like that beacon that says, this is the right decision. It's more <laughs> a little of this and a little bit of that. And at the end of the day, quality of life and having had made difficult decisions over my, my careers and um, my lifetime, I think what happens is you just know it's the right time. Even if it doesn't make sense financially, but as long as you can do the things that you need to do, you have a roof over your head, food on your table, you have your other things in place that are important to you economically. I think that eventually you, you say quality of life is going to win out. And then you, then you move forward and whatever you were struggling with becomes history, becomes a memory, and you hardly ever visit it again. Um, okay, so I guess we're going to try to put together a workshop for advocating for yourself and maybe we, maybe we, we have some experts. But what I really hope that we get some input from our listeners. So if you're listening to this and you have some ideas or you have had a similar experience, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Write down your story or better yet, record it and share it with us. You can email thiscaregiverlife at gmail.com or you can visit our website where you can upload your, your story at thiscaregiverlife.com. And to that, I have some data to share, Mayor. What do you have? Because I love, I love data as much as I love storytelling. So go ahead. What do you have? Well, September 30th is International Podcast Day. And in addition to celebrating the many episodes that we have published, to date 53 this is our 54th episode we also have over 3400 listeners wow jennifer that's crazy how do we get so many listeners i have to think it's a combination of our quirky fun attitude and our cool guests and some of the deep topics that we talk about i mean you and i don't hold anything back no that's true we don't hold anything back well we always hope that when we the stories that we share 
between ourselves with our listeners and the people that come on to the podcast that um, our stories help to lessen the anxiety that other caregivers have, maybe the pain that they're carrying, the feeling of lonesomeness that they might have, to know that they're not alone, to know that whatever their situation is, we understand, we get it because we live this caregiver life. Yeah, and if you think for a minute that we go just skipping along through every day and solving all our problems without jumping over hurdles or stepping in mud puddles, well, think again, because Mare and I are sort of experts at bobbing and weaving, and sometimes we cry. (laughs) Sometimes we cry, and it's okay to cry, and we're always sort of reworking what our caregiver life looks like for us. Nothing is um, static. It's always fluid. And we have to change how we're doing things. I mean, sometimes you have to do that with your brother, with caregiving with him and with your mom and then your work life and how you find those balances. It's, it's like always trying to reflect on what's working, what's not, how to fix what isn't working so that it fits in for your lifestyle as well. Because at the end of the day, as much as you're a caregiver, you're still you. You're Jennifer and I'm Mary. And we have our own wants, needs, and likes, and we need to find time for those as well in our life, including work. For you, it's work. For me, I'm, and you know, I think, I, I guess I'm semi-retired. <laughs> I had to leave work early, really. At 60 years old, you're not really ready to retire. But I had to leave my retirement on the table with the state as a teacher in order to serve the needs here with ALS. And I have a very task-oriented life. I think I'm going to write a blog post about that soon because... It's what it's come down to. And that's tough balance too. There's some grief that goes along with that because I miss it. I miss what I'm not going to have. Yeah. And, and it can't be changed, but I do get to miss it and it's okay. Tom always says to me, you can cry. Just don't cry too long. Put it in, when you're done, put it in a box, put it on the shelf and it'll be there for you later. <laughs> well, the crying does always wait, that's for sure. And sometimes it's good to get a good cry out. I I, I didn't mean to almost cry on the phone with the, with the optometrist. It wasn't even with anybody. It was just on their voicemail, which I think added insult to injury. But I... I cry a lot less than I used to because I think that I've come, I've kind of gotten to the place where Tom is like, I'm going to let it out a little bit and then I'm going to let it go knowing that when I need it, it's going to be there. That's, that's like the um, epitome of mindfulness. You know, let yourself cry, feel those emotions for, for however long they're sitting there with you and then don't drag it out, pack it up, put it away and we'll take it down when we need it. It'll be something else that triggers it and that's okay. That's another moment. So, but so what I'm really interested in, because we are doing this specifically, this podcast today, that we always love podcasting with just each other. That works really well for us. I love guests too, but this, this caregiver life. Yeah. But this is us sharing what's moving and grooving in our lives as caregivers. And we've both had full plates. So, so I want to bring up a little bit of self-care and then I want to, I want to get toward the end of our podcast where we talk about why this why we're podcasting today for tomorrow that you know we're celebrating podcasts tomorrow and how you got involved in podcasting so i just want to say this about self-care it can be really hard work and that's okay (laughs) it can be a lot of um a lot of organizing for yourself a lot of writing notes for yourself so i i took myself and i treated myself this past month like I was advocating for myself as if I was somebody else advocating for me. Mm-hmm. That even makes sense. But I mean, 
I wrote down all the notes of all the things that were bothering me physically, what I needed to have looked at, why I needed to have it checked. And then I used those notes and I spoke to my doctor using those notes so that I wouldn't feel swayed at all from backing down on how I was really feeling. I really needed to be heard with the problems, the physical issues that I was struggling with. And it was so successful for me, but it takes work. And, and I had my mammogram. So um, all of our, our ladies listening, take care of your tatas are so important. Um, we don't wanna have breast cancer because we didn't make time for our pap smears and our mammos. And it does take effort to do that. You have to make the appointment, you have to follow through with it, you have to make sure you have somebody at home to care for your loved one if that's your situation. But you need to do it because you are as important as the person you're caring for. And I know that people say, if you're not well, how can you take care of the person you're caring for? But even more importantly, your health is as equally as important. Um, and so I know that you've had struggles as well. Oh, I did the same thing. I went to the doctor. I put off, I, you know, I put off my annual physical because of COVID and I finally got it and I did the same thing. I made the list and I went in and guess what happened? What happened? Well, I had to have a whole bunch of follow-up appointments and I had to have a CT scan and I have to get a mammogram and I had to get blood work and I had to go to physical therapy. And before several of those moving parts could happen, I also have to have COVID tests. So I've had two COVID tests in the last two weeks. Yay, me. <laughs> and, um, and I'm going to my appointments and I'm making it all work and getting getting my um, optometry appointment and getting new glasses was part of that. I also had crown work done on two teeth. I'm like, I'm doing everything I can to take care of myself, Mayor. And I have to tell you, it's exhausting and it's adding to my stress and it's not supposed to do that. Well, because I think it's so much. And for some of it is, some of it is because of delayed care, you know, and some of the things that you could have taken care of earlier. Some of it is, it just happens to be that time, like having your mammogram and all that kind of stuff. And some of it is because other things creeped up. So, but you're not, you like on the other side of it now, you've done like a big part of it, um, of your self care. And you're coming down to the downhill a little bit. We're starting to get some answers and you still have more tests and you have more things done, but it'll, it'll quiet down a little bit. There are things that if you didn't take care of, could really have turned into a disaster for you. Like the gallbladder, when I had to have my gallbladder out, I didn't wait until I had a tremendous amount of pain constantly for my, with my gallbladder. I took care of that sooner rather than later. And that was really smart on my part because the recovery was a lot easier than I think it would have been if I had waited. Like many, many years ago, I had a hysterectomy. And believe me, that's another story for another day. But and I was a caregiver back then, it took me way too long to get the help that I needed. And I was very sick. I was very anemic by the time I got it. And it took me a long time to recover. So we try to prevent those things. So as difficult as it is now, as stressful as it is for you to go through all that, how much more stressful if you had waited and things got even more complicated for you? You're right about that. And um, I'm going to just keep breathing through it, keep going to my appointments and do as best I can at the end of the day, I'm one person and yeah. I'm one person who's trying really hard, but who also is struggling. But you're going to get through it. It'll be yeah. good. If you didn't have all the other stresses in your life, the big stress is a, is a work situation that's so much going on for you. If you didn't have all that, it wouldn't feel as stressful for you. So 
that'll, you know, that when those things kind of things even out better in your life, you'll feel differently, I think. And you'll be glad that you did all this right now. I don't want our listeners to feel that any of the responsibility or the things that you and I are going through are going to affect this podcast because we're committed to helping other people, which is why we started this podcast in the first place. And we're going to keep doing it. And and this helps us as, you know, as much as anything. Well, you said to me the other day, um, because I too had to have an emergency crown. (laughs) I broke a tooth at the, my incisor at the cusp and it was, it was pretty painful and uncomfortable. Hmm. And then I had a really bad reaction to the numbing agent. I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> it was really terrible. I mean, I'm laughing, but it wasn't funny at the time. I was actually really scared. I felt like I couldn't swallow. I felt my heart racing. I sat up and I had, I took my phone out and I started playing solitaire and breathing deeply. Right? Because solitaire on your phone is really good mindfulness. Right? It's a dumb game that doesn't take a lot of anything to play a lot of involvement you know so like you can't read or anything you can only do something like that so then i finally felt better but i did, i was really scary and she said well maybe we'll have to do a root canal and i was like oh my god i'll never get through a root canal i've had many but i'll never get through it because this is terrible and then my crown fell out at the end of the day and it kept falling out all weekend and you said to me we should podcast about this because these are the things that happen in this caregiver life and nothing is easy to get done for us right so these things happen and yesterday i spent two hours at the dentist while they fixed the crown it took that long to fix the temporary oh, man. You know, yeah. me no more i didn't have any more numbing agent but but it's a lot and i know that you've been through that so no, we're always going to be here for as long as we can do our podcast, share our stories, our daily stories, the big stories, stories of others, resources. We've had some really wonderful guests on our podcast. We've been really, really fortunate in that way. This does feel a little retrospective being International Podcast Day. You mentioned to me the other day, one of the people you like to listen to is Brene Brown, and she's so popular. And, you know, Brene Brown and I have something in common, and that is that we both had a podcast sort of back in the day um, when podcasting was really new. And for our listeners who don't know the history of podcasting, they really just came around in October of of 2000, believe it or not. Right. And that's what she says on her first. So I'll put a link to her first podcast in our our notes, show notes for this one, because that would be interesting for people to listen to. She talks about buying a microphone and having it at her kitchen table like 12 years ago. I'm thinking, I really want a podcast, but like about what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, I I had a podcast called House, House Help, and it was just little tips for maintaining your house and doing um, routine maintenance and cleaning. And um, I had owned a small consulting company at the time called Who's Your House Help? And I assisted homeowners in finding contractors. And then the contractors would pay me basically an advertising fee after they would finish their job. So it was a little bit like Angie's List before Angie's List existed. Um, The internet internet really um, made my business a bit obsolete. But I did enjoy the podcast. I had a few paid sponsors, if you believe it or not, back then. And um, I, I enjoyed it very much. So when you and I got back into podcasting a couple of years ago, I was just so excited because I knew what the possibilities held. And, um, you know, I also knew that just the fabric of a podcast itself is something that I enjoy listening to. I'm, 
you know, I consume podcasts very regularly, but that sort of slice of life journalism, which is what you and I offer on this podcast in, you know, episodic format where I can download it and listen to it on my own time, but we're in a sort of a particular topic, but we're broad enough that we can have commentary and, and share things, shake things up a little bit. I mean, it's just, this is almost like my dream job. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And then, um, so that, so that's how you started on podcasting. And I, I think that people might've lost the name of your podcast. It was, what was it? House help. House help for Hoosiers. Well, my business was Hoosier house help, but the podcast was just house help. So it was for anybody. And I just talked a lot about like working with your contractor or little things that little shortcuts you could take. And it was, it was a fun, fun little show. It's still available. Can anybody find it or just take it? It it has archived. So it is no longer available. I I thought about at some point, maybe turning it into an audio book or something. Um, My very favorite episode and the one that I made the absolute most money on. And I actually sold the content, so I can't ever republish it. (laughs) But it was called How to Get Rid of a Woodpecker. (gasps) Good. Can you tell us how to get rid of rats? We're on our third rat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know how to get rid of rats, but I do know how to get rid of a woodpecker. And um, Woody Woodpecker is really funny, but when you have a woodpecker drilling on your house, it isn't. But I, um, I, missed, I missed that life. That was really like 2000. I mean, that was years before my brother got wounded, years before I got into advocacy and caregiving and knew anything about what this whole life was about. Yeah. What a difference life was back then, huh? Yeah, so different. I was just telling you I'm having trouble with my internet router. And I remember back in the day when I had my very first wireless internet router and it needed a firmware update and I did it all by myself. And it's so funny now today, you know, you have to call someone and they they talk to you like you're a toddler. And then if you're me, you get frustrated and tell them how frustrated you are and (laughs) consider throwing hundreds of dollars at just changing so you don't have to deal with the company anymore. Just get rid of them, right? Because you're a grown adult, man. (laughs) <laughs> but I um I always saw the potential of podcasting and then of course as you and I started a few podcast podcasts started to really bloom about the same time that we started producing this caregiver life and so the popularity of podcasts has really contributed to the popularity of this caregiver life I think I mean we're not we're not Seth Ro- we're not Joe Rogan <laughs> but we may be on a podcast that Jeff that Joe Rogan has been on Yes, that's coming soon. So we won't say any more about that. But that's that's just a teaser. But Mary and I um, are have been invited to be a guest on a on a large podcast, and we're uh, I we're trying to work that out right now, and we're looking forward to sharing that with you. So stay tuned. No, they invited themselves on our podcast. Oh, that's what I mean. (laughs) So little us was invited by big people. They wanted to be on our podcast, and we said sure. Because we love telling a story and anything that we think could help our listeners, including us, so we're all in on. But so let's talk more about the first podcast we did together. Oh, Mare. Okay, so we had a podcast. It's not archived. You can still get it, but we are not producing new episodes. And it was called Sarcasm Sisters. And the fa- my favorite thing about Sarcasm Sisters was the logo. Oh, yeah, it's a good logo. <laughs> What is it? And we don't really, I don't look like that. And I especially didn't look like that then. So the, the shape of me of, of the two women in the podcast is really good. 
I think I'd like to keep producing Sarcasm Sisters, but maybe with two new hosts, because what we discovered is that while you and I are sarcastic offline, when the red light is on and we're recording, we are not sarcastic. We are down to earth. We are helpful humans. We don't bring that really out in the public. We share it with ourselves and we get it out of our system. Um, we did have some great content on that podcast, including Worst Case Scenario, which we transitioned to this caregiver life because we realized what we're talking about on Sarcasm Sisters is this caregiver life. And so that's when we rebranded. Well, so we did an ice cream episode on there, and that was a really good one, too. Though, again, I agree with you. I don't really know that it was really super sarcastic or anything, but we could we could do another one just because ice cream is so good. <laughs> we did that on National Ice Cream Day. We podcasted from our cars. We were podcasters in cars eating ice cream, and that was a really, really fun episode. Um, we could share it as a bonus episode here on This Caregiver Life, so maybe we'll drop that into the feed. Uh, I think my favorite uh, thing about Sarcasm Sisters is just that we were brave enough to try it. Um, we we had uh, no what we were doing. We were just doing it on our phones and we didn't have any software or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, we did do it and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't, it was really hard to get me started. You, you, you would message me every so often and say, Come on, Mara, let's do a podcast. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> okay. We use that as our springboard to get us to here. And now you have whiplash and you are the producer right now. Although I think in after the new year that will change and I'll be able to do more more production. I kind of handle the show notes typically and um I do a lot of the social media, although you do some of the social media too. And um we, I like that part of our podcast. Not every podcast has an online presence. I mean, we have a website, we have Twitter, Facebook, um, a little bit of Insta, not too much, but um, we do have that way to connect with our listeners all the time and not just when they're listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's true. We have a, we have a pretty big Facebook following. We really do. And we, last week we had just almost like the simplest of posts, like, Hey, we get it. Your life is tough. We're living this life. We get you. And the reaction to that, that we got has been phenomenal. Yeah. How many people are you on the page? Can you see? I'll go look, but I, I think it has a combination to do. Well, do you think it has to do with the fact that people are, I mean, we've been doing this for how many months now? People are just really sort of over it. Um, I think we'll be two years in. I mean, we've been doing COVID for seven months. Oh, seven months. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think on, so on Instagram, we only had a couple of people like that post. And we, we follow a few people. I just think our presence just isn't as strong on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, as well, we read 2,200 people with our last post on this caregiver life. That's almost as many people as listen to our show. Wow. That's a lot. Well, that was such a great, that was such a great, um, cause we had been chatting about something about like, well, this person doesn't even care. And we were like, well, no, we care. We care because we're caregivers. So when you feel like no one cares, we do, we are caregivers and this is caregiver life. And that's true. We can't help ourselves. Even when we say, I'm just not going to care anymore. <laughs> we still care. We still do things that we said we weren't going to do if it's going to help somebody else, especially our caregivers, because we know what it's like not to 
be in the lineup of having somebody help us. We've been there when we haven't had help. And it's hard. It's really difficult. And we, so by our podcast, we hope that other people will feel less of the stress of podcasting because they, even if we can't change it and we can't, we can't change why people are caregiving, but we can help you feel less alone with the caregiving and maybe give you some good strategies. Like here's my strategy for today. If you're a caregiver, find some way to find some time for yourself every single day, even if it's five minutes and you're sitting in the bathroom with the seat cover on the table down and you're just sitting there or sitting on the edge of your bathtub. Just find a few minutes for yourself to just go sit there. That's really good advice, Mayor. No matter, no matter what, you can find a few minutes. You find a few minutes to go to the bathroom and take a pee. You can find a few minutes to go let your brain take a little rest. And it will be hard to do the first time you do it because you wouldn't because all the things will come in your brain. All the thoughts, think of them as floating like, oh, I don't really know. Can I really do this? What do you do when you're sitting here? Breathe in and out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Put a timer on, do it for five minutes and then keep practicing it. And before you know it, you'll crave those five minutes. I'm craving it right now. Another thing that I think that people can do for five minutes is that you can stretch your shoulders and you can um, relax your face. And that's something that I've been focusing on. That's something that they remind you of of doing in yoga often is, you know, soften your face and think about yourself right now. I'll bet majority of our listeners, as soon as I said, soften their face, they probably were like, I was tensing up my face. I I tense up my face all the time. It can make such a difference. I talked to my dentist about like, why does my friend Mayor chip her teeth? Why do I crack my teeth? What's going on? And you know, um, a lot of caregivers grind their teeth. That's what he said. That's his. That's what he thinks. He thinks that caregivers grind their teeth. Because we have a lot of stress. We have a lot of stress. So soften your face. Soften your face. Pull your shoulders back. Your shoulders. <laughs> and buy a mouth guard. Buy a mouth guard. <laughs> or, or you can do another, here's another great thing to do. I do this when I, a lot of times when I'm cooking dinner and I don't feel like cooking dinner, so I feel stressed doing it, is I look my arms up and I like reach my fingers to the sky and then I just kind of do a little bit of stretch to one side and I breathe in and I do another stretch to the other side and I breathe in and then I bring my arms down. Call it a nice big sun breath. And I breathe in and I breathe out. It's good. Just releases some of that energy that you have going in there and And when you're doing it, you're thinking about that and you're not thinking about other things. I love that. So if you just heard that and you didn't do that exercise with Mary, rewind, go back 10 seconds and do that. Yeah, breathe in, breathe out. So I I love our podcast. I'm really glad we're doing that, doing it. We've done so many episodes. Um, Come January will be two years. Can't believe it. I'm really looking forward to next year. We have the holidays coming up soon. Before you know it, we'll get through October. We have a couple of podcasts lined up for October. We'll, we'll do another one of these with, you know, just you and I. We have a couple of guests coming on. Um, so one of our guests coming on is a caregiver, and her self-care is kickboxing. Whoa. Yep. So she's going to be really fun to talk to. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing. Um, That's pretty unusual, self-care. I know, right? It would be interesting to hear how she got started with it and, you know, how it makes her feel and, you know, 
what are the benefits of it? And so it'll be, it'll be really fun. She said she'll be pretty grody when she comes on the podcast because she's coming right from there. And I promised her that podcast can't be seen. No one can smell you on our podcast. Nobody can um, <laughs> Uh, I have some high hopes for next year, but I also want to hear what our listeners think. So be sure and go on our social media, email us, go on our website, let us know. We want to hear from you. We also have a favorite ask. As you know, we approach 2021 and uh, we start adding more and more episodes, we'd like to ask you to give us a five-star rating. Because the truth is there are caregivers out there right now who don't know about this podcast and need it. They need to find a couple of friends. They need some resources and they need to know that they're not alone. So if you wouldn't mind giving us a review, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah. And thank everybody. Thanks for, for listening and following us and supporting us. And um, we, we look forward to helping you in any way that we can with the stories that we can share. So if you have a story that um, you'd like us to share for you, we're happy to do that. If you feel like you can't be a guest on the show, that's fine. We, we're, happy to, we're happy to do some research and find some of the topics that you'd like to hear about. And if you think, I'd really like to be a guest, but they probably won't have me. Well, guess what? Most of the guests that you've heard on our show actually reached out to Mary and I, and it turns out we had a lot in common with them, and here they are. So you never know until you ask. And I'm open to just kind of everything and anything. But um, an intriguing idea that we've had is maybe having some of our care recipients or our loved ones who have helped us in our caregiving life join us. So look for that in the coming months too. We're constantly thinking about new ways to bring you information. Yeah. And so I'm going to get ready to go because I'm going to go make some um, scallops. It's scallop night here. Mm, we're having spaghetti. Oh, nice. Red sauce? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of work to do and I can crank out spaghetti pretty darn fast. <laughs> Scallops is a little, oh, just a little bit of work, but we had leftover pizza last night. So. Mm. Well, I promise that while I'm waiting for the water to boil, I'm going to lift up my arms and I'm going to take deep breaths and I'm going to let them down slow and I'm going to release some of the tension of my day. And I'm also going to say a little prayer that my glasses are right. <laughs> like I'm out to the walls and push like you're pushing the walls away. Okay. All right. Yeah. Pushing the walls away, guys. I'm push them away. All right, Jen. Till next time. Till next time, Mayor. <laughs>